Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Zajlene. And I'm Gracie. And this is just a podcast where the two of us take a movie, we put it to both feminist and inclusive tests, and then we ask the most important question of them all. Zajlene, speak right. No, she can't. Uh, no, actually, the most important question is, is the movie good? Yes, and of course we are continuing our Chick Flick Month, and this week we are taking a look at a semi-true story, because, uh, oops, sorry, I forgot to turn my phone on silent. I'm a terrible yeah, human being. Yeah, you are a terrible human um, being. <laughs> How dare you? Uh, so... You you have you have ruined up. the sanctity <laughs> of this podcast with having your phone on. How dare you do this to me? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> anyway, we are looking uh, at a semi auto semi true story called League of Their Own, which is about the first professional female baseball league. Right? Um, I say semi true story because. Even though the characters are based on real people, none of the people in the movie are real people. Like, they're, they're all fictional characters. But the story and everything surrounding mm-hmm. it is the same. Um, so. Uh, How does this movie start, Gracie? Uh, so. No. We have to go through the stats first. It's been oh so my long God. since we recorded. You oh forgot? Oh my God, yeah. Okay, yeah, so. Give me them stats. Whoops. Boom. <laughs> I hate myself. Okay, so this movie was made for uh, $40 million, had a gross in the U.S. of about 107 mil, cumulative worldwide gross of $132 million, so it mm-hmm. did make its money back. Not a super big hit, but it did have a lot of uh, money. Um it was directed by Penny Marshall. Penny Marshall was uh, on the sitcom Laverne and Shirley. Uh, she's the sister of Gary Marshall, who directed Pretty Woman. So we've talked about her on um, on pod before. It's written by Kim Wilson and Kelly Kendeal. Stars uh, Tom Hanks as Jimmy Dugan. Tom Hanks, of course, has been in Forrest Gump. Uh, he's been in Big Genie. Uh, Gina Davis, Jeannie. Gina Davis plays C. Dottie Henson. Gina Davis has been in things like uh, uh, Thelma and Louise. Like, that's one of her big ones. She also has founded a foundation, which is um, to empower women. Lori Petty plays uh, Kit Keller. Kit, of course, uh, Lori Petty, of course, doesn't really have a huge acting career. I think the only other thing a lot of people might know her for is she was the animal trainer. She was in also uh, the title role uh, in Tank Girl. See, well, it was based that. off of a very popular uh, graphic novel. So, yeah, mm. the movie didn't do well, but the graphic novel is huge. Yeah, gotcha. <clears throat> um, then we have uh, Madonna. Uh, who plays May Mortabito. Madonna is um, a not-so-great human being who's best known for her pop music career and singing like a virgin on stage uh, while basically, you know, orgasming and just frightening everybody. (laughs) All the girl clutchers. Gracie, Um, she is the queen of pop. What? No, she is referred to the queen of pop. Since the 1980s. Well, I don't agree. 
I I, I okay. don't agree. Same. Even if, like, I'm just saying, I don't agree. You who? know who the queen of pop is? Mm, Cher. I That's agree. Who. Or, um, Cher has <laughs> reinvented herself many times. Yeah. Every decade. She has had a hit for five decades straight. Cher yeah. is the queen. Okay? That's what I'm going with. Um, Rosie O'Donnell is in this movie. She plays Doris Murphy. Rosie O'Donnell, of course, she's had a talk show. She's been in a lot of movies, like Now and Then. Um, She also was on The View, had a feud with Donald Trump. Yeah. Uh, All I got to say is uh, Rosie O'Donnell was right. Okay? Because everybody was on her case during that time, and she was fucking right. Yeah. Um... (laughs) Megan, uh, Megan Cavanaugh is also in this film. She was in, uh, we, we did, uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. She was the nurse in Robin Hood Men in Tights. Uh, she's also done a lot of voiceover work. Um, and then I think that's it for main names. Uh, so, Ajeline, guess what the Rotten Tomatoes score is for this film? 65. Oh, no, I was wrong. 78 critical and 80 78 critical and 84 Ooh. audience. So it's it's certified fresh. It's pretty good. You know, people like it. Uh now, now we get to talk about this movie. Um disclaimer, Ashley and I watched this movie over a week ago. So you're going to get sporadic. a very very bad very sporadic. <laughs> very bad Ooh, retelling. It's going to It's going to be a little rough. But um here we go. Yeah. Uh, okay. My notes. So it. I don't have notes. So, I have Wikipedia, and that's as good as it's gonna get. Oh wait, that was another movie. Okay, so it is 1988, a special year when a young girl was born. I mean, what? Um, <laughs> <laughs> when a young girl was born, and she would later go on to become a great Twitch streamer and podcaster and radio announcer. <laughs> You fucking got it. Um, all right. Okay. Uh, no, actually. <laughs> all right. All right. Enough with the self-flagellation. Keep Just going. Kind of awesome. <laughs> um, I hurt myself up way too much in public. Uh, okay. No, this is about Dottie, right? And uh, she is attending the opening of the All-American Girls Professional uh, Baseball League exhibition at the baseball hall of fame which is in cooperstown uh new york and she mm-hmm. uh, she doesn't even want to go but her daughter is like oh no you are going whether you like it or not and she's like i, I guess um so yeah she ends up um she ends up going and then she sees like some of her former teammates and friends and then it kind of prompts like the flashback to 1943. And this is, you know, right in the middle of the war, World War II, it threatens to shut down the major league baseball. Uh, and so because, you know, many of the players were probably drafted, right? So the owners mm-hmm. of the teams were like, oh, no, we can't get rid of baseball. It's the all-American sport. What are we going to do? We, we, need, we need a way to make money. So, so they decide to go with a female baseball league. And 
then they like uh, start recruiting. Um, and this is when we meet uh, Dottie and her sister Kit, who are very competitive with each other. They work on a dairy farm. Dottie is married. Uh, Kit, <laughs> Kit is. Uh, like the younger sister, she always feels like she gets compared to her older, more perfect sister who seems to be better at everything. They they clash a lot. Mm-hmm. They really do. Um but they end up getting scouted by this guy who's played by John oh Lovitz. Who uh, is, John Lovitz. This character is the worst. <laughs> and this this oh my god, this character was so fucking sickening. Like, if you could imagine the most chauvinistic prick, like mm-hmm. it's him. He's like, oh well, you know, we don't want to like. Th- he he wants Dottie because Dottie not only is beautiful, but she's very talented. But he doesn't want Kit because Kit is underwhelming mm-hmm. in comparison. But Dottie manages to convince him that Dottie and Kit can do it together. So they both get to go to recruitment. Well, along the way to the uh, tryouts, they meet some more people. One of the people they meet uh, is Marla Hooch. And Marla is, like, the best fucking hitter, right? She's hitting these balls left and right. She's doing a fucking awesome job. But she's not conventionally attractive. And so John Lovitz does not want her just because she doesn't look cute. Because that's the thing about the 30s and the fucking 40s and the 50s all the way through the 60s. Like, women had to look cute while doing things that weren't cute. Yeah, if you (laughs) were not, like, gorgeous, I guess, uh, to hell with you. Which I feel that on a personal level. I mean, what? Um, yeah, like, and and I'm not saying that it's 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 ended, but it seems to be like even like they're like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? More um, more pronounced about it, right? Like it's kind of like in the '60s if you worked for uh, I think Pan Am, right? Or as as a stewardess, like you had to be. Um, like really hot and really pretty and like uh once you reached a certain age you had to retire because the idea was you wanted young cute women to be the the stewardesses on a plane because they would show up with like it's it's real gross like the cigarettes and they'd be like sir do you want a cigarette um or like anything to do with yeah um like the playboy bunny uh clubs like oh my god i mean that's how gloria steinem got you know her her foot into the feminist game was because she did a whole expose about that and it turned out to be horrific. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so they do convince him to take Marla on because she's very talented, even if she isn't uh, traditionally mm-hmm. beautiful. Um, then you start to meet other people like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and then they, they get to the tryouts and, uh, there's a lot of people there. This is where we meet Rosie, um, Rosie O'Donnell's character, Doris, and she's best friends with May. May is... Well, May, I mean, May loves her, guys. Her nickname is yeah, she All loves the Way them. May. All the Way May, yeah. So yeah. there's a little bit of slut-shaming here. Um... But then we meet Doris, and I, I I love Doris's character so much. Like, she has the, like, deepest, deepest New York accent. 
Like, I don't know if it's New York or Boston. I couldn't tell you. I'm not from I that region. I think it region, is New York. But it's definitely a New England Rosie sound. is And it's New just York, so right? funny. So I think it's supposed to be like her New York accent. Okay. okay. <laughs> it's it's great. It's deep. It's funny. Uh, you know, she's best friends with May. They end up having the tryouts. And there's this one really sweet scene where uh, one of the one of the characters and I can't remember her name. She goes up to the sheets after mm-hmm. um, the people have been assigned their different baseball uh, teams. And she, she, she Ye- can't read. No, because wasn't Betty, Betty the one Betty's with the, the sun? Was it Betty? I don't remember. Um, yeah, Betty Spaghetti. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, it was Shirley. It was Shirley. It was Shirley. Shirley's character comes up and she's like, oh, well, I don't know. Um, you know, like she couldn't read, which I thought was a uh, good note to add because um, uh, there used to be this cartoon for World War II uh, soldiers called uh, Private Snafu. And it was because back then so many people came from these small towns and they didn't have a good, like a good understanding of the written word. A lot of people couldn't read. So they did like the, um, the private snafu cartoons to educate U.S. soldiers in how to take care of yourself, how to make sure that you, you know, don't do these things. Um, so having Shirley be unable to read was like, I think, a perfect way of encapsulating that not a lot of people actually did know how. I mean, the US I mean, it didn't. The US education system I mean, we did watch great, that video last today, week where it was essentially honest, like, but <laughs> yeah, we had a shit education uh, system until the Ruskies were beating us. And then we were like, they just went all in and then they dropped off because... Yeah, our education system. And right. Shit. Yeah, they just they just want to make a bunch of dum dums to do the work for you know the rich people. Um. So, oh, sorry, is this not that episode? <laughs> yeah, you don't need to think. You just have to. <laughs> you don't have to think. You just have to um, put that thing there and press a button. Be a good factory <laughs> worker. It's like how dare you? Poor. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Anyway, Shirley can't read, so I thought it was <laughs> I thought it was a great idea. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I thought it was great to work that in without being super obvious about it. Um, and and yeah. if you know the historical context, it's uh, it's it's a nice touch. Um, so they get they get divided up. Uh, Kit and Dottie actually end up on the same team with May and Doris and Marla and Betty and Shirley, and it's called the Rockford Peaches, which is a real women's baseball team but like i said at the top of the episode none of the women in this movie actually yeah you know worked (laughs) like these aren't real people even if the team is real uh so then they start training and they start doing games um (laughs) like there's a lot of like drama i i think this is the part of the like these movies is where you you know you just kind of like look at each individual character and kind of like mm-hmm. oh I like this character for their motivation well because it's a it's a sports movie about a lot of women right but then 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 we meet Jimmy Dugan played by Tom Hanks and Jimmy is uh, a former professional baseball player mm-hmm. who did really really well but is a raging alcoholic. 
very misogynistic. So very he's disrespectful. Be- he's the yeah, and he's actually ba- like loosely based off zero of regard um, for teaching the these real women. life uh, Jimmy Fox, who did have a post career alcohol issues and did end up managing uh, the women's professional league. Um, but he he was part of the not the Peaches, uh, the mm-hmm. Fort Wayne Daisies. Hmm. Yeah. Ah, right. Um, so, yeah, Jimmy's character is just like this raging alcoholic who passes out drunk all the time. Um, he has no respect for the women who works for him. So Dottie kind of takes the lead, becomes the team leader, because obviously they need someone to put us, put them in the right direction if they want to win any games. So she kind of takes over as coach, even though she's yeah. not getting paid for it. Um, which is typical, isn't it, ladies? And that's the other isn't thing, it? too, is you, you like, do all the, you at do the beginning, twice as much the work league as the guy isn't getting a lot of interest, right? Um, so they're like... Uh, and then the owners are like, well, nobody wants to watch women's baseball. We should just get rid mm-hmm. of the whole thing, right? Despite putting how much money into it. Um, and, and then there's also the case where um, the outfits yeah. are not exactly baseball outfits. They're very impractical. Like, they're cute. But impractical. Um, if you're... Like, for anybody who's played baseball, like, y- you need pants. Because how are you going to slide in a, you know, in that outfit? Yeah. Which I think it's, uh, well, it's didn't funny. Didn't they have because, the lingerie like, it's the league, same like, for back other in the sports, 2000? too? Even now, yeah. right? Like... Yeah, the lingerie football league, exactly, where women yeah. actually played contact football in bras and panties with shoulder pads. Like, and and t- and teeth guards and helmets. But, like, they were running around in lingerie to do it and getting all beaten and bruised and bloodied up. And it's just, like, uh, women's volleyball uh, outfits are typically very, you know, like a bikini mm-hmm. top and a pair of booty shorts. Whereas guys, you know, wear swimming trunks that, you know. Um, well, I don't think they... Uh, <laughs> mm. Uh, and then you also have like um, I have to like say like the tennis, at least the wear, basketball you, you league wear short isn't, short skirts like they wear normal outfits you know so I'll s- it depends yeah but I think I think uh, professional women's basketball they do wear actually yeah. like loose jerseys loose basketball shorts like things that are you know keep you loose and able to move. But like, there's a lot of there's a lot of women's sports even now mm-hmm. that like like uh, gymnastics, for example. Like, you have to put so much into your appearance if you're a female gymnast. Like, it's ridiculous. If you've ever seen that movie Stick It, which I do want to eventually do on this podcast, it's one of my favorite films. Ew. But like in Stick It, one of the girls ends up getting a deduction because her bra strap is showing. Like. <laughs> And it would not surprise, like, and I am pretty sure I've seen stuff like that happen in real life where girls get deductions like that for the most inane, ridiculous reasons. So, yeah, it's, it's fucked. Um, so of course the, these outfits are fucking skirts and blouses. Mm -hmm. So when these women are sliding into home, they are getting bruised and cut up 
from the dirt and stone oh, it that is they're having up. to run on. No. Like, um, it, and then it's fucked. And then there's also <laughs> the fact that, um, and, and this was yeah, actually well, you gotta look kind adorable. of sad in a way, right? So one of, uh, <laughs> one of the women, um, her husband's like, oh, I can't take care of the kid while you're out playing baseball. So now her son has to be like tagging along for every game. And, um, He's a bit of a shit. <laughs> like, he is not a good kid. Well, oh, God, yes. Like, he is a terrible child. But also, it brings into, like, another modern-day problem that a lot of women face, right? Like, here's this woman who is wanting to be a professional. And her husband is like, yeah. I can't take care of the kid. You're going to have to put your career on the mm-hmm. line in order to take care of this child. Like, this is the time of the coronavirus, right? There was a story I read back in, like, April or May of this woman who owned her own fucking business and had to sell off her business or give it up so she could stay home and take care of her child because of the coronavirus. She had to give it up. And I don't think her husband did anything, like, super particular but it just like strikes me at how even in today's society it is up to the it is expected that if times get rough and there needs to be a parent at home 99,999 oh, times out of well, there was, 100,000 like i mean that was the uh, woman who's doing that, it and that's it something is the we woman will, who sacrifices like, her career many years from now we'll talk like we'll be talking about that many women had to give up their careers because they had to stay home with their children because, you know. Yeah, like, uh, like, I, you know, I, I have an assistant and she has a, a school age kid and she was worried that, you know, she has to homeschool her kid because of the coronavirus. And she was scared to death that she was going to lose her job. But I told her, I said, no, you know, like, we'll compromise. If you have to work from home, you have to work from home. We'll find a way to make it work. Like, I don't want you to lose your income just because we're dealing with, like, these extenuating circumstances that nobody can help. Right? Like, we could help it if we actually gave a shit. But, like, that's beside the point. I'm not going to rage about it. I'm going to be a good girl and stay on topic. But, like, you know, it's just it's just funny that they mention this in the movie and then also bring it up later. And I, I appreciate, because it's women writers and because it's a woman, a woman director, you can tell that they are in, like, yeah. they're putting in a lot of things that women still have to deal with even in the late 80s when they made this film. And they're doing it in subtle ways that kind of go under the radar, but... Like if you're a oh, woman, yeah, you notice these time, things because you're like, I know someone who had to do that, or I had to do uh, that. Like being made, so, like that yeah, was. I thought that uh, was something that a lot of women were facing, um, with you know trying to to go to work um, and raise a family, and and they're doing it to this day, right? And but again. You know, you're expected to, like, be a good mom, but then also work. And then if you work too much, then... And and the fact that, like, there's still dudes out there that think that, like, being a father, being a parent is, like, babysitting or whatever. Oh, no. Like, fuck that. Yeah. Like... 
Like, when you are a parent... Please don't make me roll my eyes so hard they pop out of my skull. When when dads get on fucking Twitter yeah. and they say, oh, I'm parent. babysitting the kid. Yeah. No, you're and, not. And that's the thing. You're being like, a fucking parent. Stop it. There are so many fathers out there that need to, like, realize that um, (laughs) you share that work. Like, that's that's a double, you know, you guys are a team. It's not one person does all the work and you get to do whatever, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've noticed that even in like a lot of households that I know, if you live if you live in a more like traditional mm-hmm. source uh, part of the country where wh- it's expected of women, right? You know, like it's expected of women to be the caretaker, to be the nurturer, and it kind of still holds true for certain sects of the country where like traditionalism is still valuable, and. <laughs> It's just, uh, it's so infuriating when guys are like, oh, yeah, like, I'll let the mom be the disciplinarian and be, like, the hard parent and the parent that, like, does all the, makes all the rules. And, um, you know, it's just, like, it's, it sucks because, like, yeah. it's also the responsibility of the dad, you know? It's, it just makes, it just... It saddens me and also infuriates me because, like, if you're if you are a parent, you need to be yeah. an equal to the other person that you're parenting with. So, yeah. Um. So of course, you know, like <laughs> Jimmy does let the kid stay on, and the kid is an absolute fucking terror, and she just keeps calling him my angel. My my beautiful angel and I'm just like that kid is gonna like I mean, that kid is like uh, the yeah and so there was the other uh, another scene that I saw as part what of a uh, kind of shit. the homage of like you know different things that are <laughs> happening. Um, May is teaching I think oh what's her name the the one that couldn't read Shirley like how to read and, and she's getting her to read huh Shirley. Shirley. Yeah, she's getting her to read like a dirty Harlequin novel and somebody's like, what you getting her to read? She's like, shut up, this is the good part. (laughs) Oh, because that's the... Oh, because this is the other thing. I know this is reading a fucking sex scene out loud in the back. But here's the other thing too about this whole... They have to go to etiquette classes. Like, they don't just get to like go and play baseball they have to like have edit they have to do like the etiquette cl- oh, yeah. uh, classes to make sure that they're proper I ladies and then they also have to like live in a dorm together essentially and then they had a bunch of rules like no men no like you have to be a proper lady you have to do this you're not allowed to go out partying like there was all of these like good girl rules sort of deals Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like they were 16 again and living under the control of their, like, domineering parent. 
Like, don't, don't, uh, don't sip until you make a slurping noise, you know? And then, like, oh, my God, there's even that place where they oh, were, no. like, uh, you know, giving the girls makeovers or giving the women makeovers where they, like, had to pluck their eyebrows or highlight their hair or cut their hair. And then they got to poor Marla. And then they were, like... Oh, um, do whatever you can. And it's so mean. Mm-hmm. But the good news is, is Marla, you guys, ends up going out partying with the rest of the girls. And they have a fun night out with dancing and shit. She meets this, like, geeky, nerdy dude. And, like, the on-screen chemistry is so there, like, right from the start. Like, they only have two minutes on screen together but at the end of it like they end up getting together and then when too. it's announced that marla's getting married i'm like oh marla's getting married and like it 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 gave me things like she was such a wholesome character she yeah. deserved happiness damn it and her dad was such a good fucking dad too like her dad was so supportive. Oh yeah, he starts like crying oh my god that scene where her dad is like he just and, and the other like, thing oh, was heart like my heart <laughs> yeah, because like he he was it saying was so he's cute. like, uh, like I guess her mother had died when he uh, when she was really young, and he's like, well, I didn't know how to raise you know a girl, and I tried to raise her as best as I could, and you know so she's um, that's why she doesn't uh, fit, you know, um, yeah, she doesn't fit the mold is because of that. But then, the you know, mold. they, like, they do, f- I guess they give her a makeover or whatever, and she, like, I don't know, it just, things start working out for her, and she gets married to the guy, and I'm just like, yes, you deserve that. You do. It was so cute. I loved it so much. Like, her dad... Like, I, I wanted to, like, mm-hmm. I wanted to be his daughter. Like, that's how good of a dad he was. We need more dads like that in the world. We do. He's such a good one. Um, so, uh, another thing, I can't remember who, but, like, uh, Dottie has mentioned that her husband is off in the war. And she hasn't heard from him in a few months. And then, right before a game, a telegram comes in from the war department. And that was typically a sign that someone had passed away or been injured. And one of the women on the team ends up uh, getting the news. But at first, Dottie thinks it's her husband, but it ends up being somebody else's. And then, of course, they it's right before a game, so they all have to, like, shake it off and then go out and play. But it was kind of like just bringing back the fact that these women are only being able to play baseball because of this war and it's one of those like we always hear about uh rosie the riveter and of women taking over factory jobs but women really did take in like every industry they were doing things that they hadn't done before you know because all of the men were working uh for the war effort or they were away at war because so many you know like World War II is one of those interesting times where so many things, like it really was a total war in the sense that the entire country worked together yeah. for the well, war yeah, effort here there's in the a TV state. show actually, and I think and it was similar in places like Canada and the UK as well. Uh, ever checked it out? It's called Bomb Girls, 
And uh, Rosie O'Donnell's actually in it for a couple of episodes in season two. Um, and it's about factory uh, factory workers, uh, like bomb, uh, like building bombs in Toronto and uh, all the things like kind of in and around that. Uh, and it's actually like, it's a fantastic show. Like, I am so sad that it was only two seasons because I loved that show. Like, it was so good. You should definitely check it out. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, you know, one of the women ends up losing her husband to the war. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's sad, but okay. So the thing I do want to say about this movie that like I women didn't like where it was going, um, and like thank God it never became a thing. But they were kind of hinting at the relationship between Jimmy and Dottie that like Jimmy was starting to like catch the feels for Dottie. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, mm. oh, absolutely. Yeah, Jimmy never gets redeemed in this movie. I'm just going to say that. Jimmy's character is a piece of shit at the mm-hmm. start and a piece of shit oh, at he's the awful. end. And yet the movie tries to like frame he's straight it like up he's grown as a person. He's still a piece of shit. He's still yeah. a piece of he shit. He is straight up like, like not the only that great because is like, he's, he's not mad. drinking heavily at um, the end of the movie. <laughs> like near because uh, they end up doing like really well in the uh, in the league. Right. Uh, and they they're almost at like, you know, the. um like the last game and then that's when Dottie's husband mm-hmm. shows up and he's been wounded and discharged from the army so of course she's like well because uh, her thing is she never really wanted to play baseball with the league she did it for her sister um, but her sister by this point had been taken off because they were like fighting all the time yeah yeah mm-hmm so Dottie they is like, fighting. well, there's nothing for me here. Yeah, so she got I just want to go home team. and be with Bob and like raise a family. Right. So and uh, and, and Jimmy's like pissed because he liked Dottie. And then he's like, what? You're just going to like leave. And she's like, yeah. Yeah. Abandon your team. Abandon your team? And Dottie was like, I was straight with you from the very, the very fucking beginning, bro. Like, I was only here Mm -hmm. for my sister and for the money. Now my husband is home. I want to go home. I want to have babies. That's what I want to do. So she she, goes off like she's going to actually do it. That's the thing, though. She did leave. have the final game. Like, she got halfway home going down. um, Like, they're not doing... Right? Uh, and, And then... Oregon. She whatever. did. Shut up. I don't know your country. Um, Oregon, yeah. Or, that's what it's called. Oregon? Anyways. Oregon. Whatever. Or- don't at me. <laughs> Do not at me. Okay? But anyways, they get halfway Oregon. there, and then I guess Oregon. her husband her. I'm not really sure. that she was. <laughs> she's just like, she comes back at, you know, halfway through the game, and she's like, all right, I'm here. I'm here to play. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. And I I rolled so hard. I was like, no, bitch, you decided to leave. You are no longer on the team. But he lets her play and everything. And then there's this final, like, moment between her and Kit. Because, of course, her and Kit are always clashing. They're very competitive with each other. And she, uh, she basically lets Kit win. Mm -hmm. Just to make Kit feel better about herself. Like, you fucking know she let her sister win. Just so she feels good. And, like, it's it's admirable, right? It's very sweet of her to do that for her sister. But, like, you can obviously tell she threw the game. Which, by the way, in and professional here's the leagues, other thing is too, illegal. Like, you can be is, heavily like, she fined the game for that shit. After she <laughs> like, had you come don't back. Do it. Like, they should have just not let her play. And then, like, maybe there would have been a snowball's chance in hell that, like, this team would have won. Like, she threw the game and she ruined... Yeah, and she ruined the this people. Like, they could have won, maybe. Yeah. But it they didn't. Needless. And, like, her sister gets it and then they're they're at the end, right? And um, right. there's, like, a little bit of wheeling and dilling that they're going to get rid of the... Because the men are back or whatever war's done. And uh, they, they're like, okay, well, we're going to get rid of, like, the women's league now because we don't need them anymore. But... One yeah. of the guys who, uh, with the owner's support, ends up, like, buying the league. And uh, and then it continues on for, like, another 11 or 12 years or something. Like, even after the war, the league continues on. But it's, you know, that moment where um, yeah. Dottie yeah. And, uh, and her sister are, like, you know... Uh, outside and Dottie uh, or her sister's like Kit's you know signing a ball for like a little girl and you know Dottie's like yeah you know it was you know a good game or whatever and like you knew Kit knew that she threw the game yeah yeah but she took it she's like oh. yeah gee thanks sis oh no that, that's not um, the end of the movie so uh as far as trivia uh, yeah because we go we back to the yeah we go that's okay <laughs> but we go uh, back to the present and oh. then Dottie is reunited with like oh, you know right. the other players. I forgot. Kit. Like they're they're going through like um, part of the museum, uh, and there's a part where like she sees you know a picture of uh, of Jimmy, and she's like looks up at him, and then you know the two sisters are reunited because I guess they didn't um, like they haven't really seen each other a lot or something. I don't know. Um, and then it is revealed that um that mm-hmm. uh sorry i lost my oh that jimmy bob and evelyn have died marla went on to marry uh is like married to nelson right and then they were married for over 40 years uh may and doris are still best friends and kid is a mother and mm-hmm. grandmother uh many times over like she has a huge family and then the movie ends with, because um, there, there was a song that was written, uh, and, you know, the, the yeah. original Peaches all sing uh, Evelyn's team song and pose for a group mm-hmm. photo. Yeah. Um, and that's that's how it ends. Also, all of the original, all of the actresses that were played by um, were no, played actually, by different people, like the younger versions nope. of themselves, actually, were not no, the same as it the was, older uh, versions Linda of Cartwright. themselves, except for Gina Davis. Gina Davis was the yeah. only one. They what? I thought no? it was too, but it wasn't. Oh, it was it? A- oh, I thought that was Gina Davis, and 
In other words, they did a fucking fantastic yeah. job then on the casting her up because I fucking mm-hmm. thought it was Gina Davis and and makeup. Damn. Good job. Good job, casting director. Um, so as far as uh, trivia is concerned, uh, like, I think Gina Davis was the only one that had a stunt double. Like, the actresses in the film had to prove they could actually play baseball. So, uh, yeah. that was interesting. Um, um, <laughs> it's just funny that so everybody had to prove it except during the filming of the World Series games, <laughs> stars took turns entertaining the like, unpaid the top, extras. You know? Tom um, Hanks did puppet shows over the dugout. Rosie O'Donnell did stand-up comedy. And various actors pretended to be Madonna and sang her songs after the, sing- uh, the singer, um, like... Uh, yeah, bonked uh, at pa- performing for the fans. Bonked. <laughs> you couldn't read the word. <laughs> yeah. Um, all the injuries and bruises were real. Uh, Tom Hanks ended up gaining like 30 pounds for the role. He attributed the weight he gained to a nearby Dairy Queen. All during fi- filming, Penny Marshall encouraged Ooh. Hanks to keep eating. Meanwhile, she told Rosie O'Donnell no. to eat as little as possible. Yikes. Oof. Not a good look, Penny. Not a good look. Um, uh, there was one more thing I kind of wanted to mention that I read earlier. Well... Um, are you talking? Oh, okay. I was wondering if. Uh, oh, you, you said what you were going to say. You go. Oh, I found it. Okay, so apparently in that peeing scene where Jimmy is hungover and he's like having to pee a lot, apparently Penny was off screen in a stall with a hose and a bucket making the noise. So that's why when you see him doing the awkward, oh, I guess I'm done, and then it starts up again, it's because she was in the corner and he was having to pretend to keep peeing. That's why it lasted so long. What a weird, gross-out humor uh, thing. Yep. So strange. (laughs) But interesting. Um, (laughs) Yeah, and I guess uh, they also, um, two of the best players, uh was uh Lori um Lori Petty and Rosie O'Donnell when it came to uh actually playing yeah to actually uh playing um yeah actually playing. I don't know I don't really have anything else I do kind of want to mention a secret love though hmm. um yeah so um, we were I- going to do that movie it's a Netflix uh documentary and it's about okay um Terry Donahue uh, and then another baseball player uh, were together for many years um, and they met like at the uh, All-American Girls Professional Baseball League um, and fell in love and then they were uh, partners for many years as oh that's cool yeah they they were just gals being yes yeah, gals just but, being you know, pals they for were just, seventy-two. They were just gals for being seventy-two pals, years. I don't know what you're talking about? Yeah, um, homosexuality didn't and exist. She was also, because I'm gonna do it. Yeah, uh, she was also just from, friends. <laughs> she was from Saskatchewan. 
She was born in Saskatchewan and she ended up um, she ended up passing away last year in Edmonton. Oh, yeah, I was living there at the time. Oh, yes. Interesting. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's do our tests, shall we? I think we're pretty much done with the trivia bits. Um, so first test, Bechdel test. Do you have two named female characters on screen alone talking about something other than a man? Yes. Happens all the time. It is a pass. Racial Bechdel test. Do you have two people who are black and uh, two women or no, two people, excuse me, who are black, indigenous or other people of color on screen alone talking about something other than a white person? No. Oh, my there God. There is that moment basically no though, that I hated like at all. It's a white, I white, hated white, white, that white moment. movie. Oh, there. Yeah. Yeah, where, like, the black woman catches the ball and they, like, make eyes together and it's supposed to be, like, yeah, I see you. It's basically the exact same as, like, that stupid meme where it's, like, white women I see not you. doing I anything I see your forever. struggle, but I'm not going to do anything about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> um... And then, uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, there's there's no like named person of color, black, indigenous. There's no one in this movie. So uh, fail. Then you have the Macklemore test. You have women or a woman whose storyline is uh, pushing like their own narrative and not necessarily a man's. I would say uh, most of the women on the team had their own character arcs that weren't about a male narrative. So it passes. Then you have the DuVernay test. You have people who. Um, uh, uh, do you have uh, black indigenous or other people of color who matter to the plot who are more than just talking about like a white like um, white storyline and the answer is no because there are no people of color in this film then you have the sexy lamp test can you replace a yeah. named female character with a sexy lamp from a Christmas story I think a couple of the women on the team you could so like no there was a few the, other characters is the woman that, with the bratty um, kid really necessary like they were almost the unmemorable the only Not one really. that i did remember and it was because she was from saskatchewan uh and that was i couldn't even tell her your name i just knew that she was like from saskatchewan and then there was yeah because that's that's what it's like to be Canadian. Oh yeah, because she kept making Canadian jokes. Have to make Canada Canadian jokes, jokes like you do. constantly, <laughs> and tell people like, "Well, I'm from Canada, so you'll never forget it ever again." Canada time. Hey, <laughs> um, no. Yeah, we don't actually say a. <laughs> a. A, A, A. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, Then we have the um, Vito Russo test. Do you have uh, people in the film who are uh, gender, sexuality, or romantic minority? Do they matter to the plot? Are they more than just their sexuality or gender identity? Uh, Unfortunately, none is represented. But I have a hard fucking time. Like, you mentioned that couple earlier. Like, I have a hard fucking time baseball. believing that an all-women's it league was did baseball. not have lesbians and bisexuals. It's like bisexual. the biggest stereotype none of when them it comes to, like, any softball. Oh, yeah. There is, like, whole softball leagues. Okay, like, no joke. Okay, and I, I'm sorry. I know. Story time with Ajlene, right? <laughs> so my mom and her best friend decided that they were going to join a baseball league one summer, right? And they didn't realize 
the stereotypes when it comes to baseball leagues. Uh, so they just picked, like, they were just put on whatever team. Every woman on that team that wasn't them was either a lesbian or bisexual. Oh, no. Every single one. Every single one. And I... I and it, and it was great and and i ended up Love telling it. them i was like yeah so like i'm bisexual too Amazing. and i'm like but don't tell my mom because she doesn't know so yeah <laughs> funny funny um so uh no it fails <laughs> then we have our last test which is a newer test uh which is the kez test and the kez test is do you have people who are not able-bodied or who are neurodivergent do that matter uh to the plot are they more than just their disability or their neurodivergency um the only thing close to this is surely not being able to read but that was more a matter of circumstance rather than an actual neurodivergent uh, sense of neurodivergency so no no representation uh, of non-able-bodied people in the film so there's yeah. that uh now is the film feminist yes and no yes yeah. and no i think it does a good job of portraying women having friendships and building each other up right but at the same time there are no people of color in this movie there's no LGBTQA plus representation in this movie, you know, and it just seems to me that a film based in baseball, like there were women of color who played baseball. There were, you know, um, like women who were like part of the GSRM community who played baseball. And I understand that this film was made in the late 80s, early 90s or late 80s, but it doesn't yeah. take away from the fact that you could have put something in especially since this movie came out at like the height of the AIDS crisis would have been yeah. nice to see some representation just saying um now is the movie good yes I think it's very entertaining I think it's very entertaining very heartfelt you 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 end up mm -hmm. like even if a character is on I screen agree. for maybe five or ten minutes all total you are able to form I enjoyed a connection it with I thought it was person. a fantastic um, movie so so I, 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 I would have liked movie. to see a little bit more so, of yeah. uh, the other characters that <laughs> wasn't uh, Dottie or Kit but that's just yeah. my personal preference Fair enough. I want. I want to see a movie. Oh my about god, that would be amazing. And the other. Oh, the like, other thing I, I wanted to say about it. Uh, fun fact: <laughs> because this movie did so well, they decided to come out with a TV show, and there was only six episodes, and it did not do well. No, I I agree. Um, but yeah, that so that was the thing. Sometimes and of it's course, just not you know, the for a TV show. Uh, many of the original so. actors were definitely not cast um, for the TV show. So it was kind of <laughs> like one of those, you know, issues because Gina Davis or like it, Rosie Madonna. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. I remember that. Kinda like that the show Clueless is TV show. You remember that? Yeah, like it's oh my a, god, it's a I watched. It was a regressive memory, but when you brought it up, that was the first thing that came. And to my like head, everybody was that they did oh yeah, the movie but everybody Clueless, came back for the TV they show did like a except for Alicia TV show, and um, it was awful. Alicia Silverstone. Like everybody <laughs> came back for that TV show, 
Like, and then they they focused more on uh, Amber's character, who was the redhead from from the movie, um, because her character Even- is almost not seen at all in the movie. But in the actual like TV show, she is there, and like it was only Alicia Silverstone, and then also, um, yeah, Brittany Murphy did. No, Brittany Murphy did not come back, and also Paul Rudd. Obviously, he didn't come back for that either. Yeah. The guy. Yeah, Paul Rudd didn't either. Yeah. Okay, so basically all but yeah. the three main actors who actually were the carrying weight of the original movie. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, anywho's, uh, that is going to, I think, wrap it up for this episode. Uh, next week we're going to be mm-hmm. doing Little, which is uh, basically <laughs> the same as Big, except different. <laughs> I'm a fucking dork. Um, uh, so you can check us out. We are on Twitter. Uh, at feminist pod i am on twitter at south of grace we also have a twitch channel which if you want to listen to the episodes early you can follow our twitch twitch.tv slash feminist critique we, we have some politics, amazing people in the chat streams. as well we have a good wink. good time have um, a great community you should really check us out okay uh also Ashley? i'm on twitter and instagram and all those things as <laughs> ashleen's a-i-s-l-e-n-e-s <laughs> Or Aurora Borealis, and that's uh, Aurora, and then Bo Real Ass. Yes. <laughs> so that's, that's how to say it. <laughs> oh, God, I'm dumb. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, I think that's, like, kind of it. We'll yeah. see you guys next week. <laughs> Disney Dives is dead. Bye. <laughs>